I think we're all pretty aware that Ross Coulthard is an award-winning documentary filmmaker. He has a thirst for uncovering UFO activity. It is a fascinating theory, is it not? He's worked diligently for decades attempting to shine a light on a shadowy UFO subject. I'm very pleased to say he joins us now. His documentary is called The UFO Phenomenon. Good afternoon to you, Ross. Good afternoon to you and your listeners. <laughs> it's lovely to speak to you. And this is one of the subjects that's got all of us going, mm, yes, I'm sure I saw something some years back. Look, there's, there's been a stigma, and, and I've been one of the people who's been ridiculing it for decades. There's been a stigma associated with the subject of UFOs, or more politely, UAPs, as we call them these days. And people have tended to ridicule the subject. It's unidentified aerial phenomena. And the reason it's being called that by the US Pentagon, the, the head of the US military, is because there's been such a stigma attached to UFOs. Immediately people start thinking of little green men from Zeta Reticuli bugging across the galaxy <laughs> in a faster than light flying saucer. But the, the, the interesting thing is we are now in really new uncharted territory with what's going on in Washington, D.C. right now. The, the Pentagon, which for years, the U.S. Department of Defense, for years, just like the Australian Air Force and Defense Department, it's had, it's had its position on this issue, which is basically there's no national security concern. Most flying saucer sightings can be dismissed prosaically as probably weather phenomena or some atmospheric phenomenon or maybe a weather balloon or a meteor or something like that. Yeah. And we've all been told to stop worrying about it and ignore it for much of the last few decades. Well, what happened a year ago is that the Pentagon was given a report which they immediately filed with the Congress and it admitted this explanation no longer washes. UFOs, UAPs are a genuine mystery. There is a real phenomenon out there that the US Air Force, the US Navy, the intelligence services all admit is a real mystery. Goodness. And they're now determined to get to the bottom of it. And I suspect the Americans know a lot more than they're letting on. But the interesting thing is, there, there is um, a, a phenomena that, that, is, that has been tracked by the US Navy doing things that are far beyond known human science. They appear to be intelligently controlled. Some people even use the word craft to yes. describe these objects. They're flying faster than most human technology. You know, they're, they're doing hypersonic speeds. Yeah. In some cases, tens of thousands of kilometers an hour, far beyond any known aircraft. They're doing instantaneous velocity. They're literally going from naught to 1,000, 10,000 kilometers an hour in the blink of an eye. They've got stealth yeah. mode. They can literally go dark on radar without without anybody being able to figure out how they're doing it. They're transmedium. They can go from air to water, water to air, and in some cases, they've been tracked going from the atmosphere into and out of orbit. And the final thing, which is the real big mystery, is they're showing what's called positive lift. They're demonstrating, without any visible means of propulsion, anti-gravity. Hmm. And the the um, 
two former CIA directors, two former directors of national intelligence, multiple officials, including Bill Nelson, the director of NASA, they have essentially launched a new paradigm in the United States that we and the rest of the world are now catching up with, where essentially there's an admission now that there is a phenomenon that is a genuine mystery. My gosh. (laughs) You've got me dumb-faced here, I can tell you, Ros, because it's been rumoured for so many years. Can you share with us, or do you know, what information has got their interest more today? Well, back in... Where this all kicked off was about October, November, December 2017. There were a whole series of revelations, and it all culminated with the New York Times, the world's greatest newspaper, publishing an article about an incident that took place off the Californian coast involving the USS Nimitz, one of the biggest aircraft carriers in the US battle fleet. And it was doing workups for the Middle East. So it had a whole lot of cruisers and destroyers next to it. And they were all doing preparations for going to the Middle East. And they had the the very best radar systems, the the top-of-the-line phased array radar systems on board multiple ships. They had an E-2 Hawkeye, which is an aircraft with very sophisticated sensor technology flying high above the fleet. And for several days, people that I'd interviewed were telling me that they were looking on radar and they could see weird objects at 80,000 feet getting close to orbit, way, way above normal flight levels, and they were hovering, and they weren't moving. They were just literally dozens of objects hovering. And, And interestingly enough, they thought it might be an atmospheric phenomenon, so they just ignored it. But on the day that they were meant to fly jet fighters in the in the flight zone, which was sort of roughly from ground level, sea level, through to um, about 40,000 feet, they suddenly realised that these objects were hovering at 28,000 feet. Hmm. And so they sent out a fighter pilot to go and intercept. And what they saw, what these fighter pilots saw, completely changed the US military's position on this issue. Because with their human brand A eyeball, they saw what looked like a gigantic tic-tac peppermint <laughs> with no visible means of propulsion. It was essentially a big, long, white cylinder hovering just above the ocean. Oh, and the pilot, an F-18 pilot, who I've had the privilege to interview, called David Fravor, he started circling down, spiralling down with his fighter jet, and he was, he was thinking initially that it was some kind of crashed plane, and he was concerned. And so he told his wingman, ironically a woman named Alex Dietrich, to sit at 28,000 feet and follow, just watch him going down. So mm. to get his plane down, he's spiralling down, following a clock face. And let's say he's going anti-clockwise. All of a sudden, the object below starts coming up towards him clockwise and literally he realizes it's intelligently responding to him and then when it's about three or four thousand feet below him he decides to do what fighter pilots call crossing the clock he goes into a bit of a barrel roll and zooms towards the object going as fast as he can to try to intercept it and at that very moment it literally just disappears, instantaneous hypersonic velocity. And 
it's disappeared. It's literally just gone poof. And Alex and Dave and their two backseat uh, weapons systems officers, four people, all witnessed this phenomenon. More importantly, it's witnessed on the E-2 Hawkeye aircraft that's circling. It's also witnessed on the USS Princeton, which is a guided missile destroyer that has these incredible radar systems. And it's also witnessed on the USS Nimitz, which has similar systems. So multiple systems, FLIR imaging, optical imaging, Brandei human eyeballs, have all (laughs) seen this same phenomenon and tracked it and recorded the data which makes it so irrefutable. And the incredible thing was fighter pilots in a situation like this, they have a thing called a cap point, which is a position that they've previously agreed. It's essentially a secret rendezvous point that they're going to where in the event of an anomalous situation like this, they, they, they meet up with their wingman and decide what to do next. And hilariously, as they're flying the 60 miles back towards their cap point at supersonic speed, the radar operators tell them, Captain, you're not going to believe this, but it's waiting for you at your cap point. So whatever it was, was basically sticking its tongue out at the absolute (laughs) best of US technology. And it was saying, I know what you know, and I'm better than you. I've got better technology than you. (laughs) And that completely freaked the US Navy out. Hmm. And ever since that period in 2004, there's been secret investigations going on inside the US Navy in particular, because initially everybody thought this was US black technology. This is something that's been developed at the Nevada test range at Area 51. Mm, the, the, The US has categorically denied that this is secret US technology. So the implications are, for the very first time, Avril Haines, the director of national intelligence, she's the top intelligence official in the United States. Late last year, she actually used the A word or the ET word. She basically talked about the possibility that this is alien or extraterrestrial. Gosh. And that's where we're at at the moment, basically. I've I've just come back from the United States and I'm doing another documentary for Channel 7 that'll go to air this weekend. Oh, wonderful. And I've been meeting officials in defence and intelligence and people who know about this phenomenon. And they're telling me that Congress believes there's been a cover-up and that there are sections of the United States military that know more than they're letting on, Mm. notably the U.S. Air Force. And so what's happened is the U.S. Congress has passed laws that says, you, the Pentagon, don't get any defense appropriations, no money for spending money on wars or military weapons this year, unless you tell us all you know about UFOs, UAPs. And these quite incredible laws are now very close to be being passed. And if they are passed, which I suspect they will be, what we're looking at is the possibility of Watergate-style hearings on the Hill in Congress where people who know about secret U.S. UFO investigations are willing, and I've spoken to some of these people, they want to talk, they are willing to come forward and reveal what they know in private and then eventually public hearings. Ross, my head's spinning. 
I, 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 this I know. Is, it, it, no, sir. It is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, the, the, the way you've, you've been able to put this together and speak to the people you've spoken to, and you said you were prejudiced before this all, you took it on. Um, what's your take on this, your personal well, take? It's, it's funny. I, I, I like contrarian history. And so I've done books on the First World War and I've analysed why Gallipoli was, in fact, a strategic failure for Australia. And you know, no matter how we celebrate it, Anzac Day was essentially celebrating a strategic disaster for yeah. this country, and yet we we celebrate it as a glorious victory. And and I've also done books on bikies, outlaw motorcycle gangs, back when police agencies in Australia were saying there was no problem with organised crime in motorcycle gangs. <laughs> and so what drew me to the subject of UFOs was it is the most taboo subject in the media. As a journalist, you're taught very early on, and you probably know this, you know, in newsrooms, it's kind of like the subject you are obliged to giggle about. Nobody takes it seriously. There's a stigma about UFOs. Admitting you believe, yeah. Yeah, and when somebody rings up and says they've seen a UFO, basically people are taught, journalists are encouraged to laugh about it and to mock it. And what I didn't realise, when I started researching this, I finished my job at 60 Minutes and I was looking around for something to do and I thought, you know what, I really want to write a book about UFOs because there are people in the Australian Air Force, pilots, who've told me this is real. There are people in the Defence Department who've told me that they've recorded objects on radar doing incredible speeds. Mm. There are people who've worked at our super secret Pine Gap base that we operate with the Americans near Alice Springs, who've told me that there are objects being recorded all the time on satellites that defy explanation. They're not meteors. They're not normal human terrestrial objects. There is something going on. Something is moving out there. And so... I started investigating, and the first thing I discovered was that if you go into the U.S. archives and look through the files of the CIA and plough through the old dusty documents, back in 1952, when there was a very visible flyover of objects that flew over Washington, D.C. and alarmed radar operators in the U.S. military, it generated the biggest press conference since the Second World War. Back in that period, the CIA, the American Overseas Spy Service, got involved in investigating UFOs, and through an organisation called the Robertson Panel, they made a strategic decision. And why they made this decision has never been explained. But they decided to shut the issue down and to use ridicule and mockery and stigma to stop people talking about UFOs. And so when people raised the subject of flying saucers, military officials would brief select journalists that this was all rubbish and these people were crazy people and people's careers were destroyed because they came forward and talked about UFOs. Pilots were discouraged from reporting them when in fact, as the documents now show, secretly the US, right through Project Blue Book and since This was a research study that was done during the 1960s. We were all told that Project Blue Book shut down investigations into UFOs and that the US Air Force stopped investigating the phenomenon in 1970. 
I discovered that's a barefaced lie. The Americans have been lying to their public for mm. years. They've never stopped investigating UFOs. And I just treated it like any other investigation. And mm. rather than listening to what other journalists say and, and reporting what other journalists have reported, I went to sources and I spoke to people in the US and British and French governments, and then eventually a few people, begrudgingly, in the Australian government. And all of them told me, this is real. This is a real phenomenon. We really are seeing these objects. And for most of us, these are a genuine mystery. We, we don't like admitting it, but no. there is a phenomenon which defies explanation, which is apparently a technology which is intelligent. It appears to respond to the stimuli of passing fighter jets or or us taking an interest in them. They've been recorded taking an interest in very sensitive military bases that have things to do with nuclear weapons like the Northwest Cape Harold Holt base up in um, uh, Northwest Cape in yeah. your state. Exmouth, and, yeah. there's, and there's also the Pine Gap base, which is part of the American strategic deterrence in, in the middle of Australia. Basically, we are ground zero in the event of a nuclear war because we've made ourselves strategic <laughs> targets. But what's interesting is that even in Australia's own files, there are documents that record anomalous visitations to, for example, Northwest Cape by strange objects that hovered over the base <laughs> that were actually seen by a very senior officer and a fireman and which to this day have never been adequately explained. Ross, I would and love to know what you think about th this happening. I mean, it is a mystery and we, we still treat it like that. But it, we're looking at a higher intelligence, people that are miles ahead in advancement in technology and everything. And we've had astrophysicists, we've had, you know, space travel and everything for years and they haven't found life on other planets. So I'm just wondering how we can start to put this into some sort of a, a sensible situation. Okay, well, my, my comments here are speculative because I don't know for sure. Yeah. But I, sp I literally, only a few weeks ago, sat down with an intelligence official in the United States who said to me, Ross, I really think the world, my country, your country, Australia, and every other country in the world needs to get ready for the probability that what we are talking about here is a non human intelligence oh goodness oh and essentially i said so you mean <laughs> alien et and he, he cut me off and he said no not necessarily extraterrestrial not physical because yeah. he said that this is in fact possibly something interdimensional or perhaps it's always been here perhaps it's crypto terrestrial Perhaps we're sharing this planet with another intelligence that just doesn't want to be seen. <laughs> but I, I, I find this incredible, and I'm not ready to accept Gosh. it yet myself because I don't see the evidence yet. Mm. But certainly on the data, and the data is incontrovertible, if you, if you deal with this scientifically and accept that notwithstanding the stigma and the ridicule, there is very definitely a phenomenon that requires explanation. Yeah. It's very unlikely to be natural phenomena. We have to it's open our minds. It's very unlikely to be another simple life. Form. Oh, Ross, you're not. Your life's never going to be the same. 
My gosh. <laughs> I'm looking for this higher intelligence around me every day from now on. This is really quite incredible and congratulations for you to going for going ahead and persevering when you said, you know, people used to laugh at this situation, but there's something we really have to look at and gosh knows where it's going to go. You mentioned you've got the book out, have you, The Truth About UFOs? Yes, I, I wrote a book called In Plain Sight that's been published that's by right. HarperCollins and it's all in, in, all, in all good bookshops. And oh, I goodness. also do occasional contributions to the Channel 7 Spotlight program. So if anybody wants to watch my documentary, they yes. can go to the Spotlight Channel 7 UFO on YouTube and you'll find my documentaries. I've actually done two of them now and um, wow. uh, it's really interesting. I've just, I'm just literally finished a third and I'm coming with that story this coming Sunday on Channel 7. We can't wait. Now, don't give up. Whatever you do, we want an answer to this. <laughs> we really do. This is quite phenomenal. Well, you- WA is ground central for interesting anomalous phenomena. <laughs> more calls from WA than anywhere else in Australia. You know, just I have to let you go, but there was just one thing I used to hear when doing radio for many years and that sort of thing is someone saw something land in a paddock or they've seen a UFO object land. And I often wondered why not they didn't get out and make contact with us. So if you're saying it's in a higher intelligence level and nothing in a human form, uh, in another form, that could be the reason. Well, I asked somebody that exact question the other day who knows the whole story, and he said to me, Ross, imagine we're the ant, and yeah. the other person is the human. Yep. You know, how we much are an ant. do we give to a passing ant? Yeah, we are. I Someone mean, else said that. I had an astrophysicist on. They are indifferent to us. Yeah. Oh, look, I had an astrophysicist in the studio with me a couple of weeks ago, and he referred to us exactly like that because the James Webb Telescope is up there discovering other universes out there. You know, forty million years ago they were formed. James Webb, exciting! I'm so excited about that technology. I know. The interesting thing is, a lot of people are telling me from NASA that the reason why they're pushing the disclosure process and that there is an acceptance now from people like Bill Nelson, the head of NASA, to to actually fess up about what NASA knows about this mystery is because the James Webb telescope is going to make the fact of the existence of this non-human life. That's what we're watching. (laughs) It is amazing. Love to keep in touch with you, Robert. Look, thank you so much for explaining that, Ross, and the great work that you do. We so appreciate it. Thank you so much. How interesting is that, folks?